Hello everyone and welcome back to the discussion series here on Brands Tech. I hope that everyone has been doing well. Of course, I'm joined today um, with my co-host Michael. It's always good to be back. And today's topic is uh, mass mergers and media. We'll begin um, this episode in just a moment. Stay tuned. All right, so so over the past um, several years, we have seen a lot of essentially major mergers um, happen between various different media companies. And so, as far back as 1950, we had we had about 50 companies or so control 90% of all U.S. media. But now, um, well, at least for entering into um, 2021, we have now five companies controlling the U.S. media. AT&T, Comcast, Disney, Viacom, CBS, and Fox. Like, what are your first thoughts, Michael, when when you see, like, how how much has changed, really, within just the course of, what was that, 70 years, almost? I mean, it kind of just screams how, you know, it really is a big pendulum. And I think that it's a big pendulum. It's how we started back then with three major companies and then as it went on we got all these crazy amazing channels and then the big idea was hey let's subcategory and then let's do nbc universal deals and let's do comcast deal and let's do a viacom deal and let's do all these marketing and i think that if you look back it's like a pendulum because now you have all these various channels but it's all under the four main companies so I think it's interesting how we repackaged the original format of what we began with. Definitely, yeah, I, I like the way that you that you put that. And so, like, I guess rewind a little. Well, from now, rewind a little to a few years ago, where cable truly became like as big as it well hit for its peak. Anyway, we had all of these various different networks for cable from those owned by Discovery Scripts. You know, the uh, at the time, ABC Family, owned by Disney. You know, you had all of these, these various different networks, you know, owned by all these different companies. But if you look at the, the way that the media is presented now, like in terms of most people, how they use it, you know, we're using more so like streaming networks. You know, some people still use like the over-the-air networks, but a lot of times we're not using the cable anymore and while that's not a bad thing you know you also get a lot less like you get more concentrated network so to speak yeah i agree and so it's like i think some services you know of course like we're netflix for the most part it is now netflix original content you know beforehand you know it used to be essentially like where everyone would put their content because you know, no one really expected streaming to take off in the way that it did. And so, you know, for the most part, everyone put their content, you know, like on Netflix early on. But when they realized how streaming was picking up, you know, a lot of them partnered to join um, Hulu, at least here in the United States, you know, where it was essentially a joint venture almost between, you know, Disney, Comcast, you know, Fox and, well, and towards the end of it, AT&T with, you know, Warner Media. Yeah, I think, was, yeah, I think that it was just, I think that a lot of, at first, in the beginning in the mid-2000s, cable was going down, you had Netflix debuting and all these streaming 
platforms debuting and content creators were like, okay, well, let's put this show on Netflix or let's put all these contents on where something that's new and fresh. And I think that as time went by, companies started realizing how much money these shows and these streams that Netflix were getting. And now suddenly that $50 million that they got for streaming rights of Victorious or Avatar or Friends, they're generating $300 million a year. So that 50 million is nothing now. So then a lot of a lot of companies are like live broadcasting ratings are at an all-time low. And next day streaming is at all-time high. So it's like, whoa, let me rebuy back our content yeah. and credit all streaming platforms. Definitely. It's like, it was really interesting, like I said, to see that. I mean, yeah, at first, like I said, we, we had like in you know, the beginnings of streaming where, you know, we were distributing it like through Netflix where it's like, you know, they weren't really attached to it. But when once they realized they were taking it off, like the companies weren't really making a profit out of these, you know, out of these shows because Netflix doesn't have any like ads or or anything like that. And so you may give it to Netflix to, to use for a few years, but it's getting a lot more views than it is. Yeah, then they're getting money off of it. I mean, I mean, how upset you would be if you had a show and it was a, you know, just regular show and you, no one really was worried about it. And then it debuts on Netflix. And now it's, it's number one rating stream, bringing in 50 million streams a day. And it's just like, you're going to want your baby back. And I think yeah. that, I mean, NBC is trying to, is buying back friends from Netflix during negotiation too. And, Nickelodeon sold Avatar to Netflix and now Avatar and Netflix are creating their own series and Nickelodeon's like, hey, you know, these are my babies and now you're making way more money than what we originally were making and now we don't like that. So now we're going to make our own streaming platforms and take back the control of the consumer. Definitely. It's actually like the way that Netflix, um, you know, it started off like, you know, the new trend of essentially cutting out the middleman of stuff like cable and you know, over the air networks where you don't need them anymore. It's like, just take it straight to the consumer. And yeah, I feel like that platform, like in the sense of cutting out the middleman, you know, goes into the new trend of being in control of everything that, you know, that you control and and use where, you know, as we've mentioned, you know, time and time again, in more recent years, like you truly have full control over everything now that, you know, even with our content, yeah, we essentially like are in control of that. Right. But also I think that it's now, like you're saying, companies are starting to realize the power in streaming and how these are contents that originally were theirs are not making more money on these platforms and now they're buying it back. And now you have Disney Plus and now you have Peacock and HBO Max and all these stream from platforms now. So now it's kinda like you're paying $9.99 for this and $9.99 for this, and $9.99 this. And suddenly you're paying just as much as cable. So it's like a pendulum now for the same amount of various different streaming channels or platforms, suddenly you like cable. Yeah. And then especially since some of these, like in the way that they operate are almost like completely different from one another where, you know, it's like Netflix is still like the place where you can almost get like, I guess, a variety of content, even though most of it is now Netflix originals. It's like, it's like the I, don't know, I guess like the different content it is like they might have purchased a show from this network and another one from this um, from this production company and you know so on. It's like you have like a interesting variety you know 
set to whatever you know, I guess whatever type of shows that you prefer and the algorithm algorithm figures it out for you and and yeah you know, and then you also have stuff like HBO Max which you know HBO has you know in the way that they operate as a you know premium cable company HBO Max is essentially just you know I guess making it streaming um so to speak like I guess in the best way to describe it so you know, it also has like that variety content more so on the yeah, movie side than the TV side of it. But then you have other stuff like Disney Plus, which is really just Disney. <laughs> but also, I think that um, it's interesting how we don't even realize that we used to complain about cable and about how many channels we had and how many channels we don't use. Yeah. But I think that it's so interesting how we're so blind to see how Disney repackaged something that we complained about. I mean, if you think about it, Disney Plus has Disney Channel original content, yeah. has Disney Junior original content. It has all these sub-cartoon contents, which was formerly Toon Disney. And yeah. you have all these same packages that you would pay for for cable, but now on Disney Plus. And, you know, the same thing with um, Hulu and, which, and what is it was now in Peacock, which is where you have all these NBC Universal and how NBC has now has bought Bravo and Sci-Fi and USA and Oxygen and all these channels now. And now with cable, you used to have all that. And now you're paying for another streaming platform. So it's just interesting how they repackage something when we forgot that we originally paid for it with cable. Definitely. I feel like that's that's really interesting to think about. Just like I said, even though we may not have like the channel names anymore, it's like it's essentially the same content just across several different platforms and so you're right like by the end of it if you still want all of that content you're either going to have to like i guess find another way to consume it or just pay for it all and in the end did we really win i think in a way it's going to be a pendulum of the same problems that was that we complained about with cable you're going to be paying for five streaming platforms when we basically you were paying for that prior to with cable but i think that we got caught up with the whole repackaging of streaming and i guess it's like the opportunity cost of yes you can stream it now and anywhere and you can watch any episode out of order but it's at the cost of now you're gonna have to be paying for six different platforms six different apps to watch all your content when you had it all at one and how we don't realize that like on tv on demand is basically now what we call a fire stick or what we call a chromecast definitely and and it's interesting too about the apps it's like with so many different companies and so many different apps we're gonna have like so many apps by the end of it i mean everything has an app at this point so i mean yeah i mean i know that cartoon network's working on theirs and i know viacom plus is coming out when we're gonna have all this nickelodeon content so then you're gonna you know i love my old nickelodeon shows and you have disney plus and you're gonna have peacock and you have hbo max and hbo max is getting all these streaming documentaries i know Nicki minaj just signed a huge deal Sesame Street now. Drake um, signed it up with Euphoria, with Zendaya. Um, then they also um, bought the streaming rights for Gossip Girl and Pretty Little Liars, which were successful um, sitcoms from the 2000s. So now it's like you have all these streaming shows to bring back just so many things now. It's like cable, but 
individual cable and now you're paying for it all it's, it's interesting and then what do you choose from what are you choosing for are you just gonna watch disney now and do you think that do they think that you're just gonna want to watch disney now or are we gonna pay for everything now so it's kind of like we're putting more out of our pockets to watch all these streaming different platforms but the way they're packaging in us is that we're getting all this content at whatever we want but it, it all adds up if we think about it definitely and i feel like you know one other thing to t- touch on is how like like because everything is going is becoming privatized you know at least even though, of course, you know, you always had to pay for cable. It's like you still had, like, the over-the-air networks, like the ABC, NBC, CBS. And while those, yes, are, you know, commercial network, you always also had, you know, the public network of um, PBS, at least, you know, in the U.S. But it's where, with everything now, you know, being a streaming platform or being on even stuff like Facebook Watch and YouTube and stuff, you know, you no longer have, I guess, like as much of a, I mean, a public sphere as far as media as you did previously. Yeah. But yeah, and I know while many people like don't generally count like PBS when in terms of, you know, like I guess a network, what's, what I find interesting is that they actually have been, at least in my opinion, have been doing a good job at you're keeping up with the times like pbs digital studios they they now have like essentially a digital network on youtube um, of different content creators and you know essentially partnering with them to provide you know public content like on youtube channels such as like crash course and and different content like that and and even like how you mentioned the sesame street they're partnered with sesame workshop where the sesame street shows while they may now air on HBO Max first, in a few months, the content does circle back around to PBS. So so those who can't, you know, get those streaming services or those platforms are still able to consume, you know, consume this content. Similar deals with, you know, Amazon with their Prime streaming service. Yeah, I think it's interesting. I know a lot of people don't recall, but I remember PBS um, Kids and the whole thing. And I think that I remember when Comcast teamed up and we got PBS Sprout, which was a 24-hour based channel, fancier PBS Kids. And you had to pay extra to get PBS Sprout because it became a premium channel. And it was just interesting to see how that happened. And then now PBS Kids, just how people would pay for a repackage of PBS Sprout because it was 24 hours always convenient when yeah. you had literally a free HBO, um, not HBO, WHRO Kids, which was like the same thing. It's just interesting how we love to repackage things and design it as new for the consumer to pay more for when if you wait a while, they'll all go back around to how it originally was. Yeah, it truly is like full circle at this point. It really is. Well, yeah, well, this has been a great discussion as always. Like I said, as always, thank you so much for joining me, Michael. It's always good to be here. And for you all listening, have a wonderful day, everyone. Stay safe, stay well, and I'll talk to you all later. Have a wonderful day.